This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 127 of Banging on the Drum. Um, I think this episode's name is going to be something about a mile high meltdown. But like a mile high meltdown. Yeah. But as always, I'm your host, P Dog, joined along with our other host, M Dog. And M Dog, how are you feeling today after that game? Uh, so I'm angry about it, right? Obviously, but it's, I, I have some like uh, not good math that makes me going to, I feel like I'm going to be feel better about it because of my stupid math from 15 years ago. Okay. We will get into that, but <clears throat> I do not know what you're talking about right now. Yeah, so just uh, Aaron Rodgers first year. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, it looks like I got to pay the piper this week. So we have the six pack of pound challenge. Uh, Mike right now in that is three and two, but he hit his pounded game. So he's plus 300. I made the Packers my pounded game because I was a dumbass this week and missed it. And so Mike's plus 300 right now. And I am three and two, but I am sitting at zero dollars or zero bing bongs. And I, yeah, there's no chance that I can catch you because we got one game in common and one game we're on the opposite sides of but it doesn't matter i think the best i can do is plus 200 and if i do that you will still be plus 300 so you're good you made it you don't have to take your shirt off shirt is on shirt is on no sun right. drops today. probably for the better for me i came in prepared so you got to commentate this one mike oh so you're like holes already dug out and everything this is going to take like three seconds he's got just going to get what i bet yep he's got her back up to the mouth squeezing oh man we're gonna we're gonna be done here in just no time flat i bet you pat here uh oh no i thought he was gonna do a little bit better than me with the like dying afterwards but looks pretty similar to the way things go when i try to do the same thing so <laughs> looks like his eyes are red or his, his eyes are watering a bit his face is a little bit red so he is not hacking up a lung like i did though that's good yeah no everything went down the right pipe but yeah that definitely does give me a shot of of something holy crap i just fixed what my mic was um I'm doing it now. It feels a lot better. Can you still hear me decently well? Yeah. Yep. All, right. So. All right. Everything's clean. Nothing's broke. It made me sweat, though. I'm like sweating now. I don't know what that was. Yeah, maybe it's just an abnormally warm day in uh, October. Th that is true as well. But also on top of it, I know we don't do like our overs and unders this week, Like we had, but we had a buddy in town and we were going out eating whatever I wanted, drinking whatever I wanted. So my stomach feels like shit. So that was just like the perfect thing to put right on top of like, oh, a yeah. shitty stomach full of like pizza um yep. every kind of bullshit beer cheese whatever brunch bloody mary's beers of all sorts i didn't drink much today so we're good just have one bloody mary in the morning so it's gonna be a sober episode this time but you ready to get into the packer game uh yeah i think so i mean i i don't want to relive the packer game you yeah. had to be like warned by my wife this evening to basically like not let it ruin my whole day and it didn't <laughs> but like, it was still like i was frustrated with the the outcome today you know which i'm yeah. sure uh most of us that are listening are frustrated with the outcome right like we're a huge Packers podcast. I can't imagine that we have non-Packer fans that listen to us at this point. It'd be pretty crazy. I think, I think we got Craig. We got the K-Dog. He's a Steelers fan. So we got one Steelers fan that uh, supports us. Uh, okay, yeah. So shout out to Craig listening, even though it has uh, uh, nothing to do with his team. But I'll get into the summary here real quick. Just what I got from watching the game. But uh, all you guys got this. So pretty rough game for the most part. Packers come out flat, uh, get their ass handed to them by pretty much the worst team in the AFC, one of the worst teams in the AFC, uh, going to halftime down nine, nothing. And then whatever gets said in the locker room, they come out in the second half with like way more fire, but, uh, you know, take a lead at one point, but yep. lose to a pretty damn bad team with 
just pretty bad decision making and play calling at the end of that. But do we want to run through just like the big drives? I won't hit every drive, but just like basically scoring drives and just refresh the the listeners. I got a clock up, so I'll, I'll know I'll do it in less than two minutes. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah, do what you're going to do. Um, I think that that's important. Kind of give us a little quick shakedown of what, what we got. So yeah, so Broncos come out firing uh, that first drive. Uh, they take it 62 yards for a field goal, but they definitely looked better than that so we, we did end up getting pretty lucky i can't remember if there was a penalty that pushed him back and then we ended up holding him to a field goal because it did not look like we were going to stop him on that opening drive and whatever we did so that was like a pretty good victory but then we go three and out they go three and out we go five and out they get another field goal on like another decent drive 11 play 70 yard drive but in this first half there wasn't really much to write home about uh packers get the ball back punt it uh broncos get the ball back punt it and then this is the one where we have a decent drive uh, and then we end up missing the field goal up there which was just an absolute jinx job by the announcer i can't i was gonna look up who the announcer was before this game and i should know it but man i was not enjoying him the whole game long it, and it wasn't just how uh packer fans were like oh i hate joe buck and troy aikman because they don't like our team type deal but it was just it just was unenjoyable me listening so, so, to my- yeah so i was thinking in my head today watching the game i really miss buck and aikman and i really miss like when greg olson does our stuff and i don't know who greg olson's partner is right offhand but the guys that are good i'd much prefer to have them doing the game yeah but they were like anders carlson hasn't missed anything all year uh he, we were watching him warm up and he was hitting from 58 they was just crushing the back of the net didn't miss one of them and like yeah, and the, just the wind bad. didn't look bad like i was trying to look at the flags down by the field and the wind didn't look bad i i think like this is just gonna happen like there's anders carlson is going to miss kicks just like everybody else in the league does and this was just an inopportune time for that to happen. Yeah. Do you remember how long it was off the top of your head? 43 yarder. So I was going to say right on 40. So, yeah. So he missed a 43 yard field goal. Uh, that gives the Broncos good field position. They end up going down, getting the field goal and basically taking us to halftime. So at halftime, we get in there, nine nothing Broncos. Like I said, whatever they're saying at the, the halftime speech or whatever is getting Packers fired up and ready to go because Packers came out and then they looked pretty good on that first drive, the second half, uh, driving the ball down the field, but they do end up getting stopped. Um, and then having to take a field goal there. But then that being said, <clears throat> then the Broncos just answer right back, uh, go down the field, get their touchdown to put them up 16 to three Packers strike back. Uh, we get a touchdown. This one, we want to talk about like the touchdown a little bit. Like, sure, we put together a decent drive. We got some penalties to help us put together this drive. Uh, but that touchdown pass uh, to Dobbs there was a pretty shitty pass. Like yeah, that, where it could have been. You or Riley said something about like you got to put a little zip on that in our group chat, right? Yeah. And so, right. yeah. and so he's absolutely right that he's open there. And if you throw that hard, like it becomes a little bit different. Now, looking forward a little bit to our next uh, touchdown, when he does throw the ball hard, guys fuck up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I honestly, I didn't even think of uh, bringing that that one. But yeah, that, that touchdown was awesome, like in the better lucky than good department. But yeah, this one, I did not agree with what uh, Gene Stezis tour or whatever the fuck his name is said about that. Like, it, it really did not look like an interception. He like came back and he was so matter of fact about it. That's that's how you know this game sucked because I was getting frustrated with like, even yeah, though so, guys- uh, what he said was that he believed was it who was the guy? Uh, it was Sertan that would have got the pick, I believe, came down. His feet came down first, which means it's a catch for the defense and not the offense because the offensive feet didn't come down first. Right. So that was his kind of belief. You remember him saying that? Yeah. And it just doesn't sound like a real thing. It's not. So the uh, on X or whatever on Twitter, they threw out like the actual rule and it's a simultaneous catch always goes to the passing team. Yeah. Yeah. He was so wrong about it. I and mean, he was so yeah. happy to say it. I didn't see any facts to like back it up, but just like in my football watching, like I was just like, there's no way what he's saying is true. And he was just like, so matter of fact, like, yeah, they actually got this one wrong, but it, it does make me feel a little bit differently about the fail Mary though. Right. Like, so like if you're going to say that that was a simultaneous catch, which I 
probably will still never believe. Um, then they got the call right. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, that would cost us anyway, so I can't. Yeah. But anyways, not the greatest throw. It looked like it looked like he threw an open receiver into coverage and then Dobbs yeah. was just kind of a beast and ripped and so those pathways, those pathways, I think, like make make me think like, do we have it with Jordan Love? And then there's other ones, like the the following touchdown, that I'm like, he's got it. Like he's there. That catch needs to be made. Aaron Rodgers would have lit Dobbs up for missing that ball. Yeah. The next yeah. one we're off his hands. Yeah. But yeah, so we get that touchdown. Uh, we make it a 10 to 16 game. Uh, then the defense comes out. They do what they have to do. Get us a three and out. And we go back down the field and we get another touchdown. And that's the one Mike was talking about uh, where it was ripped. Was it ripped at Dobbs and then Reed caught it? Or Yep. yep. Okay. So yeah. So, it was, it goes up. so it's a Dobbs is running kind of like a little slant into the middle. Um, Love sidearms it right into him. Hits him right in the hands. Kind of on his back shoulder. Really like an awesome throw i think from a four four yard throw it's not like he does this in a ridiculous like distance or anything awesome throw should have been a touchdown i thought for sure like was nothing once he missed it and then uh but it bounces back into Jaden reed's hands right and so we end up with a touchdown there but like that's a throw that i'm like yeah that's exactly what i want to see out of quarterback is like yeah. adjustment throw it hard in there and our young wide receivers need to like deal with that to some extent right oh, i yeah. think both things are happening right now is that our young wide receivers are growing and Jordan Love is growing. So Jordan Love's going to get better at the decision-making part of it, um, like, he, like he has with Dobbs on the first one. And then our wide receivers are going to get better when he does make the exceptional play to make the play with it. Yeah, it definitely should have been caught by Dobbs. Dobbs should have had two touchdowns today. But whatever, better lucky than good sometimes. So that oh. was nice to see. But then sure enough, uh, when we needed another clutch stop, we did not get it. So No, we did get another clutch stop. No, they come down and they get a field goal. Yeah. Goal in 17. Yeah. And that's and then, and then so we have a pretty decent drive going. Uh Dylan gets what 30 yards on that one play to get us within probably five yards of what is marked out as field goal range for Carlson, which I would assume that he actually has a leg to hit further than that, just never has. Yeah. That's my assumption. I don't know that for sure. Um, especially in Denver, too. Like yep. they were kicking the ball out of the back end on every kickoff, like no problem. Like the ball was just like ripping through the air. So yeah, I think he could probably hit. I think the record field goal too is maybe hidden Denver. actually i think just nope. hit somewhere else yeah it's in detroit okay but it, i think previous to that it wasn't Denver. and oh. um so like we were right there and then i thought that the packers play calling went ultra conservative uh dealing up the middle right hey we're right near this all we gotta do is get these five yards and then we're gonna be inside of range we can kick this field goal. we can win the game we can get out of here with a W, right? And then they do a, a designed run from Jordan Love for play two, which a holding gets called on, and then we're completely out of field goal range after that. And so the play calling in that aspect, when you get ultra conservative, makes it so hard for Jordan Love to excel, right? Like you have to be making extreme plays at that point in order to succeed. And I just don't know that like we're there yet to like in a clutch moment when all the pressure's on, that he's going to make these extreme plays. The extreme plays will happen. You know, like we had good plays all over the place today, I think with him throwing the ball it just wasn't i think when you dump the pressure on top of it we're just not ready to be like in it right then yeah that, i mean i don't know what you do there uh because yeah like you said we had that nice big play to aj Dillon. um we're cruising and then just the holding is gonna set us back i think like the only thing that i was real mad about the play calling maybe or decision making is it's two weeks in a row well, i guess we had a bye week last week but it's two games in in a row where we have a third and long where it's not a situation where we need to get the whole long part of it because we're four down territory at the very worst and then love just like lets it rip into an area where it just seemed like it was 
I hope I get lucky on this. Like it wasn't like yeah. it, it didn't look like, oh, I got a guy and I kind of messed up. It was just like, well, this is where I'm going. And hopefully it works out where we could have tried to get like, I don't know, back to where we were. But I guess then we have to get fueled. But it's always it always right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um and I will say something about my fourth grade flight football stuff. Um, this makes me feel way better about kids not running the right routes and like making bad decisions inside of the gameplay because I was getting a little frustrated with them on Saturday. We had our tournament and then I watched the Packers and I'm like, these guys are pros and they're still making the same fucking mistakes at that level. So I can be, I can be okay with my, my fourth grade team, not having it all buttoned up at this point. Yeah. No, yeah. They, that was a big mistake there. So do you think that that was like a wrong route ran? Nope. But I think that um, Jordan Love makes the wrong decision there. Yeah. Cause I think you didn't think that safety was going to come over the top, but like even there, it, the safety ultimately makes the interception and ends the game. Um, so Jordan, not, uh, AJ Dillon had leaked out and probably had, one defender in front of him, which could make the tackle. Like I'm not saying that he can't, um, but in order to get us back to about the 25, yeah. right. Or get us up to the 25. And so even if you don't get a first down there, if you pass that field goal line, right. Which in theory, Carlson can make that. Maybe he misses it. Maybe we lose this game either way, but like, instead of chucking that ball up top, right. Like you could just take and try to get the 20 instead of try to put us, you know? And so I think that the pressure he's like, all right, I, I have to do this. Like this has to be done by me. Everybody else is like at this point in the season, I feel like, he thinks his team will fail him if he doesn't make the play, right? Which is a tough space to get into. Yeah, I, but I don't know if that's quite the case. Like, to me, it just seemed like just a shitty decision. Like, yep. hoping. But why what is that this? shitty decision? I mean, if we're being honest, why are we going to make that a shitty decision? I think it's just an unrealistic faith in what you are capable of okay. at okay. that time. A little farvish, almost. Like, I think I'm going to let this rip into a window and I'm going to be able to make this play that... Nobody. yeah it, it was in reality, nobody. like even like and i think it's tough for us to watch him throw interceptions and like throw balls into spaces the way Favre did i think it's tough tough for the fans of the last i don't know 15 years to watch because we never watched that you know we yeah. watched the ball ridiculously well even while throwing into tight windows yeah all right you ready to get into the the swat analysis of the game strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats for the packers in the future yeah yeah so I, I think so um i'm gonna let you jump off with this i think you have a pretty good handle on what, what these are so I'll yeah I, and, and yes please jump in whenever you can but yeah strengths i did not really see like way too many today so i was kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel uh but halftime speeches that has to be one of them uh we yeah. come on the second half and we tend to play way better in the second half we play way better in the second half in the saints game we play way better in the second half in the detroit game and the game today we definitely played way better in um, but like a real one, I guess I would say is red zone defense. Uh, this game could have got way out of hand uh, if we yep. if we started breaking a little bit more. So the Packers hold the Broncos to one for four uh, in the red zone. So at four trips in the red zone, Broncos only get one touchdown there. Uh, defense in general, I guess, has been a positive note. I know we have our issues with Joe Barry and our weird like, hey, let's just play five yards off the ball, even though it's third and one or shit so, like that. Yep. So there, there are some issues, but I think overall our defense is doing what it needs to do. I, I think that what we lack on defense is turnovers, which I don't like. However, for the most part, they're, they're doing what we think is necessary. You and I, what banging on the drum thinks is necessary to win games. And that's whole. I mean, so today we keep them under 20 points. Yeah. I, an NFL offense should be able to score at least three touchdowns every week. Yeah. And if you look at it, I mean, we held them under 20 points. We held the Raiders under 20 points, uh, hold the Raiders to 17. And then we held the saints to 17 and the bears to 20. So I mean, they're keeping us in games. Like your offense should be putting right. up 21 points a game at a bare minimum if you're a solid team. So defense, I'll give that as a strength. And then fourth down conversions, we were two for two on them. 
I had, didn't look up the whole year thing, but it does seem like we clutch up on fourth downs and we're capable of getting the job done on fourth down when you would think, you know, a young team would be a little bit nervous yeah. on those downs, but two for two today. Uh, so strengths for me that I, that I think that I'm seeing is that Jordan Love, and I see a lot of stuff that people hate Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love is effective and I see that he breaks down a defense, throws good passes, um, can be productive. There's something that's lacking still um, for sure. However, I think all the all the metrics that we were kind of looking for at the beginning of the season are there. We're just not getting wins currently. Yeah, and I mean, I think I got it written down somewhere, but we can get into it. Uh, I guess that's like more was an opportunity. But so we're two and four on the season. Uh, but we, if you look at like one score games, I mean, basically every game was a one score game uh, except okay. for yeah outside of Detroit. And we've scored 130 points and we've given up 132 points. So I mean, there is something like this team, you know, is a bounce a couple bounces away from being a 500 team and then just a couple more away from being, you know, uh, four and one or no five and one, whatever. I mean, that's, that would be a drastic stretch if you got all of those things to go your way, but we're not getting absolutely blown out in games, even when it does feel like we're getting our asses just handed to us in games. So, but I think that's, that's with the defense being the strength there is they're keeping us in games. The offense just isn't capitalizing when we need them to. And yeah, past two games, just a bad decision going deep. Yeah, at a time like he didn't look like we need to go deep. But then I will fully admit if he like completed that pass, I'd have been like, that was fucking we genius, man. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought of going deep there? Uh oh, I'm always for the play action Bomberuski. And honestly, I would have done it if I was Denver at the end of the half. They didn't need to. They walked it down there with the 45 seconds pretty easily. But yeah. Uh now let's get into weaknesses. Uh this one is very obvious. I mean, you'll see it all over, but just the starts, like the start of every game. We cannot start strong. We cannot put pressure on teams. We never have the lead. We we're never making teams like wheel and deal to try to get like back in the game and it's gonna kill us like it is killing us I mean, yeah so i would argue that at least three of our losses are because of that like you like we are we are dealing in the second half like ridiculously well and because we're down you know two or three scores walking into the second half then we we're just you know we're struggling right right out the jump yeah yeah and i mean that is probably our most detrimental flaw right now but i guess then if we get into the next weakness run defense um we gave up 5.8 yards per carry in this game so with a defense that we thought was going to be like very good at stopping the run i think um granted devondra campbell's out uh wyatt went down but i mean even when he was still in there he did go down pretty early but yeah Yeah. they, they just seemed like they could run the ball down our throat um when they really wanted to so that was not good uh, it all surprises me when these teams are averaging like 5.8 yards a carry, and then they're just not continuing to gouge us like that. Oh, I don't think that it, so I, to some extent, I think getting that 5.8 yards a carry is due to that, the way Joe Barry sets up his defenses in the middle of the field, right? So it was at one point I saw a play that was third and five and not one second level defender or third level, right? So safety corner linebacker was within five yards, not one. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even understand like how you can be lined up like that. It doesn't make any sense at all. Right. It wasn't at the end of the game. Like there was no point when we should have been playing prevent because all we had to do was keep two scores off the board. I couldn't understand it. Like, you know, even if they've had second and five, there's no reason to be five yards off the ball with every second, every second level defender. Yeah. And I just don't get it in general. Like or what, 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 the, what there is, like, is it like some sort of like buzz zone that you're like, Hey, I'm not here, but that's my spot. Like, so no one moved in front of that five yard line either. Yeah. Know? and no one moved into that five yard space they completed a four yard pass underneath and then got the first up so like i just in my brain i didn't understand it yeah no it doesn't make sense it seems like very dumb but it seems too dumb to like be what it actually is if that makes any sense like if we can see that 
they must be doing something smarter or trying to do something smarter. Because if it's yeah, just like, brain, then like, but maybe like, maybe it's just that simply thinks he's smarter than everyone else. Because when he gets to the, to the uh, red zone, he gets those stops because his defense can't back up anymore. Like they can't be 20 yards yeah. off. There's only 10 yards to the back of the end zone. I don't know. Like it's, it's a wild way to set up a defense. I think. Yeah. And I mean, that just hammered uh, the next weaknesses in just play calling on defense, um, but then play calling on offense. It just seems like we can't catch a rhythm and just keep like a methodical or a nice methodical drive going. Uh, it seems like we, if we want to finish a drive, we need some sort of flag to do it. And it's, yeah, it's just not looking pretty. It's very tough sledding, I guess, at the very best, like on, on a drive. It's not, there's nothing smooth about what the Packers Packers are doing right now. So. No, and even if we're going to get wins, they're going to, right? So we're not going to be getting wins that are dominant wins. And that's, that's, that's going to play the Bears more often. I mean, at this point, maybe that's not even going to be the case. Yeah, no, it does not feel like that Bears game is going to go as smooth as, as the first one did. But right. but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, you know, know, we're going to win the rest of our games by at least 14. Each there, one. I'm there we go. Yeah. And then the last weakness is just Jordan Love's decision making at the end of the games. But I, we don't even need to tap that again. Like we've, nope, we've we talked about that one enough. Um, but as opportunities go, like we already said, you know, every game we've been in basically every game. The only team that's really whooped our ass is Detroit. And even if, that the two scores with like seven minutes to go and you're playing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I remember texting. You, I was very, very drunk that night, but I remember texting you and be like, all we got to do is score in the next two minutes. And then they gave up like a, like a penalty that got Detroit first down that like kind of changed the way it played out. But I think that yeah. was the over the line penalty. Yeah, it was actually. And then did you see Miles Garrett do it today and block the field goal and they didn't call it? Yep. Yes. I mean, so I think you were right. Like, as long as you just don't touch anybody, you're good. So, like, I can't remember if we went back and seen if Quay, like, actually touched somebody when he did that. But yeah, I don't know. But, like, you should be able to just jump over the line. Like, I don't think that that should be a rule. Yeah. Miles Garrett did it and blocked the field goal. And everybody was like, damn, that guy's amazing. And yeah. <laughs> how athletic he is. Like, oh, yeah. So the Packers got a guy that does similar things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite on that level yet, but hopefully one day. Um, but, and like defensively that he will be miles Garrett, but athletically he's probably pretty damn close to miles Garrett. oh i like i like one of your uh opportunities that i've seen you at have so we need to start yeah. giving halftime speeches before the game so that yeah. is a great opportunity we could do that yeah i think that uh, we need to be reaching out to lafleur and just say let's just switch your halftime speech where you're down 12 to 0 to before the game and we should be rolling then we'll have to figure out something for halftime when we're up you know 17 to 3 or whatever it was all right you keep taking over you you added some more so uh, so I think that to some extent we got a, another opportunity we can have is throw traditional play calling in our situational like start of the game, like our scripted plays out the window and do something fun, do something like a little bit crazy, like a fleet flicker, get a big play, get the energy up in the first half. Um, I think the best example of seeing teams do this and kind of change their culture through it is the Detroit Lions. Um, they've taken a lot of risk to like win games uh, last year's last game against us. They did something along those lines throughout like two or three trick plays in that game in, in order to get the win in a game that didn't mean anything. And everybody knew it didn't mean anything unless the Packers won. And then I just think that Matt LaFleur might, might as well have fun with the season. There's no reason to be conservative at this point. Um, so two and four, if we're going to stay conservative, maybe we get back to 500 or uh, one game under one game over. Right. So we get extremely lucky. We end up going nine and eight and like scrape into the playoffs. Right, like that would be excessively lucky. But let's just say that it turns out the w- like it does now when we end up with five or six wins. Like you might as well have fun getting those five or six wins and doing some things that are like really kind of out there and just not normal the way like normal NFL teams operate. 
There's no, no we're already assuming we're missing the playoffs. Uh, people are assuming that they're going to fire Joe Barry at the end of the year. They're assuming they're going to fire uh, Matt LaFleur at the end of the year. The offensive coordinator is gone at the end of the year. Like they assume everything's going to get blown up anyway. You might as well start having fun and start winning games, right? And so uh, it's just something that having the mental adjustment there is going to be going to be challenging. Yeah, no, I like it. Play like you got nothing to lose. Have some fun. They did have that one like double pass in this game, and that seemed to help them catch some rhythm. I think that sparked them to go down. And I think that might have been the one where they missed the field goal. But but yeah, let's get into the threats here. Um, one of the threats that I got is if like the players stop believing in what the coaching staff is putting out for them, um, things could get pretty bad. Um, so I do think your little thing of just like trying to have more fun with them might be a way to uh, get them back on their side. But like we saw in the Raiders game, it did look like Christian Watson was like a little bit frustrated uh, in whatever was going on. And he just did not look like he was giving it all um, at the end of that game. So that could be a threat. Uh, right now, it feels like every time one of our wide receivers get the ball, they seem to get hurt. So our wide receivers being made of glass um, does not does not suit us very well. Um, so that could be a threat, uh, more injuries. It does seem like everybody on our team uh, is getting hurt pretty good. And then the last one, I think that Mike wrote, but he's he's messing around with some stuff now, is a conservative attitude towards the offensive side of the ball. Every time they need to open the playbook and start doing something, they can, but early on, they are playing like they are afraid to lose. Very well said, Mike. I like that. Can you still hear me or are you just... Yeah, I can. So my light went off. I was trying to fix it. And now it's, it's, I'm not fixing it though. So we're, <laughs> yeah, just keep it. Stay in dark mode. Yeah, apparently. This but is yeah. the way soul feels about the Packers right at the moment. So, yeah. All right. So I'm sorry. I was not paying good attention to the things that I actually wrote. But um, uh, yeah, I feel like, yeah, they're playing like they're afraid to lose in a, in a whole lot of ways. And that's the way I thought they played the last drive. Right. So you, you get that big pass to Dylan. And then it was like, all right, we can't fuck this up now. What if what if Jordan Love throws an interception and we fumble? Who gives a fuck? Right. Like if Jordan Love's gonna be the guy that makes us fail, we're gonna see that this year and then move on. Yeah, no, I I hundred percent like it. I think now that we're two and four, yeah, just let's flip the script on its head and just start going out there and trying to let it rip more so than we are. Um, but yeah, that, that's good. Uh get into your numbers here that you that you oh, yeah, can jump into just some like pretty dumb things because I don't think anything is actually like relatable from the 2008 season 2008 season is the first year that uh rogers played 16 games uh however um in 2008 packers go six and ten so they win their first two games lose their next three win two more um and then yeah and then they finish up beating uh sh- nope yeah beat chicago and then beat detroit again i think it's the way it ends up being right they uh beat the colts who i assume were good that year i mean i would assume Peyton Manning was playing in 2008 and like how we ended up winning that game, no clue, right? And the Seahawks, no idea how good they were. Um, but they didn't win. So they lost seven close games, four points or less. They didn't win one game that was within four points. So no games that they played in tight games did they win. Um, so all six wins were by 10 or more points, I think. And so I just feel like basically the fact that we're in these close games and losing them doesn't like signify that we are in like tear it down mode. We need to start completely over. I think you could have, and I don't think we want to be what the Vikings were last year, where you were like exceptionally lucky on every, in every game. Now I'd love that because that means we're winning. But um, I think even if it reverses just a bit, we're probably 500 team this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I don't think it's tear down. I know people are calling for Matt Flores head right now, but I just, 
don't fully get it. The Joe Barry stuff I do kind of get because that seems like it's been fairly consistently bad. But the yep. Matt LaFleur stuff is like you can't get a brand new quarterback first year with him. Well, you guys are just feeling each other out, learning um, to just let him go. Because I do think he is a good play caller, and I think he'll be able to figure out a way uh, to get this offense ticking a little bit better. But it's it's taking a little bit more time than us Packer fans that have been pretty spoiled uh, having back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks are used to. But you bring up the 2008 stuff. I would have to like scratch my brain a little bit to figure out like how I felt in that season. But I do remember leaving that season thinking like, you know, we got our guy. Um, that, like there was a lot of positives came out of it. And I still think we could get there this with this season. Which is weird because I think that we had, I want to say like five out of those six, at least four of them came in the first half of the season. So you might have won two games in your last eight. Yeah. And I could be completely wrong. Like maybe I was like, why do we do this? Why do we get rid of Favre if he's going to play for three more years? But yeah, like, I just don't know. I don't know. I have no idea where my mindset was with it either. And I, and I remember being kind of on board with Rogers right out the jump because Favre retired. And if you hadn't like played those fucking stupid games, then I might not be on board with it. But like, I was on board with just moving on. Like I just thought you can't retire and then come back and then expect them to bend over backwards for you. I probably would have the opposite attitude currently. Yeah. No, I, I, I gotcha. But that is our Packer breakdown, unless you have anything to add there. All right. So let's get into jump around with us. So Wisconsin at Illinois, uh, we're going to try to do this one a little bit faster. I think we're at the 40 minute mark uh, of our recording, but Wisconsin ends up winning this one at uh, Illinois. So at Japan, 25 to 21, I got to put my hand up. I didn't actually get to watch this one live, which was a little bit disappointing, but it was actually super fun uh, to go back and watch this game. Um, just a little bit of the story for it. So Badgers do fall behind 14 to nothing. Um, shit. I cannot remember their quarterback's name off the top of my head. Uh, Altmeyer. Altmeyer. He was running all over the field on the Badgers. Um, we had, yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot for us. Uh, had a bad fumble early that set them up for their first touchdown. Um, and then a turnover on downs, which I think was actually like a, a block field goal. It looked windy as shit. So I think it was just a bad snap. I don't even think it was. It was definitely windy in Western Wisconsin, maybe not in South Central Wisconsin, but definitely in Western Wisconsin. It was. Yeah. Yeah. The wind was ripping there. So bad snap turns into not getting a field goal off. Oh, so they don't even, they don't even call it a missed field goal. What? The game was in Champaign. It wasn't in yeah. Madison. Yeah. In Champaign. But I mean, parallel. Uh, ish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I'm basically a weatherman. Yeah. No, there was a cold front that pushed through and then the low, the low uh, tightened up the pressure gradient. So it was pretty windy. And I bet you the wind was blowing from the Northwest. So anyways, uh, that gives them a 14 to nothing lead where the Badgers could have just been like, fuck, man, we just lost this shitty ass game to Iowa. We're down 14, nothing in Champaign. Like we can, like our season's over. Like we don't win this one. We don't have a shot at the West, nothing, but they did not do that. They started feeding our boy Allen the ball. Um, and some of our receivers just started coming up with very uh, big catches but we do put a touchdown drive together at the end of the second quarter to go into halftime. We are down seven to 14. Um, next thing is Illinois gets another touchdown, goes up 21 to seven where the Badgers respond with a field goal. And then let's see how much time is left in the game. Anyways, going to the third quarter, we are down 21. Yeah, we were down 21 to seven going into third or going into the fourth quarter. And then they just clutch out in the fourth quarter and end with their last three drives being a field goal, a touchdown, and then another touchdown. And the first touchdown was an amazing catch by Pauling. So that was some good shit. And then the second touchdown was set up by an amazing catch by Samuel Bell um, to put the Badgers on like the one yard line to uh, set up the, I don't know if you'd call it a trick play, but like 
kind of a trick play. Uh, the big touchdown, right? So like a, I don't know, he was 93? Yeah, he was number 93. Probably. Uh, Nolan Rucci. And the call for that was actually pretty good. But yeah, basically we had our heavy package in, made them definitely think that Braylon Allen was going to be getting the ball and do a play action, toss it to a defensive lineman and score a touchdown. Fourth down, correct? Third down. So we did have another shot at it. But it was a pretty ballsy call. Uh, but yeah, watching this game back, it looks like the Badgers kind of figured out a rhythm. And so, so it was third down, but a field goal ties it. It was 21 18. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, like, you're really probably that is your last opportunity to get it. Yeah. No, okay. they, yeah, they put their nuts on the table for that one. But it was either that or overtime. So that was, that was nice. Yeah. It's not the end of the world for sure. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're going to go into the full out SWAT in this one, but they did feed Braylon Allen the ball. So he had 29 carries, 145 yards and a touchdown. I want to say he might've had a, no, he didn't have a big reception, but then Will Pauling, seven catches, 95 yards, pretty awesome touchdown. And then you know, Skylar Bell came up with that big 30 yard catch and Braylon Lock, from what I've seen. So I didn't get to see a lot. Like I said, I was kind of liking what, what I was seeing from him. Uh, one bad fumble, but other than that, he was 21 of 41. So they did make him throw the ball quite a bit for 240 yards and two touchdowns. Um, but other than that, Wisconsin's defense was solid. The only time they were really giving up stuff was when they were put in bad spots. Um, and yeah, it was it was a great win. Then Iowa goes out and loses to Minnesota and Badgers are in control of their own destiny. So I guess that would be the opportunity. That would be the O in the SWAT uh, for the Badgers breakdown. But the threat would be we're going to OSU and we could get demoralized by those guys if if we don't get our shit together. So oh, no, I mean, they're coming to Madison. But it doesn't matter, right? Like, so at this point in the rivalry with Ohio State, that, that would not matter. Um, but here is here is the opportunity out of the Ohio State game is that you hang with them or you beat them and you actually change your program. Right? Yeah. You change the attitude towards Ohio State and the program actually starts to change right here, right now. Yeah. No, I mean, it is a big opportunity. And it's kind of like we were saying with the Packers too, if you want to kind of parallel them up, it's kind of a game you go into with like nothing to lose. So you could be as crazy as you want. Um, yeah. Kind of like the water boy saying last game of the season can't hold anything back now. I mean, it's not the last game of the season, but you got to play it kind of like it is like you got nothing to lose. They have everything yeah. to lose. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, so not every, everything, I guess, but they have enough to lose. I guess they lose to us. Then they are required to be Michigan, right? There's no opportunity for another loss. You probably can't make the final four if you lose to the Badgers this season yeah i mean i think you if it was your one hiccup i think i think ohio state a one loss ohio state that wins the big 10 especially if they play wisconsin again in the big yeah. 10 title and get through them um still makes the still makes the national championship but but that is what i have for the badger game do you have more i know we didn't get to break them down too much but i did want to kind of keep this episode in in the 30 to 45 minute pocket and we're pushing yeah. it now i didn't have too much more for it i thought the badgers it was good to see them fight back and uh, pull out, pull out a win in a game that was looking like they were going to do what they did last year against them. It's start pressing and then fall way behind. Um, and maybe that's the change that Fickles brought. I didn't get to see much of it either. I was watching fourth graders play flight football. So. Yeah. And I had company in town and I couldn't bring someone I drove six hours to my house and just make him sit and watch football the whole day because he's not, he was not that type of football fan at all but as always thank you for listening we love you guys we appreciate the support we're going to keep trying to make this thing better so i think we'll get a better rhythm of breaking down the pack game a little bit faster we do tend to get hung up on some stuff but like i said we appreciate the support mike what do you got for him uh make sure you uh download it subscribe to it uh see us on youtube and if you're doubting the brewers the bucks the badgers or the packers you can eat our shorts roll it
them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. Eat my shows. Nom, nom, nom. Eat my shows.